Check, check, one, two. I think we're moving. It's Andrew's crap, baby. Welcome to the show. I hope you weren't getting used to these podcasts being out early. Try to aim for Wednesdays. Um, the last couple I've been putting them out early. And you're welcome. No thank you notes. No, we're so grateful that you've tried to make the podcast funnier. Uh, really ungrateful. I know you need this podcast. I know it makes a big difference. I know you fall, you can't fall asleep without the sound of my voice, which means I'm doing a terrible job because I'm trying to create comedy. You should be so glued to the edge of your seat. Close my door again. Never know when the roommate's going to start listening in and when I'm going to start emailing him. What is... I I sit around all day and I wait for people to email me. I try to do anything but record this dumb podcast. And then as soon as I hit record, 17 emails. Um... Well, some of you might have heard, I just got out of rehab, but uh, things are going well. They let me keep my shoelaces today. I wasn't in rehab. That's just what I nicknamed my parents' house because that's probably the only time I'm sober for more than a couple days in a row. They don't care that I smoke pot, really. Uh, They're just kind of annoying to be around and they would ruin the buzz anyway. So why waste drugs on them? But uh, I did the thing where I only bring one joint to the house, and I this is my victory cigar. Because going in, when I'm on my own, when I have a weekend off, when I have nothing to do and nowhere to, no one loves me, and I'm just, I just can't resist that sweet nectar, you know? But in my parents' house, I'm like, well, there's people, there's judgment. They might have relatives over. They might ask me a a question. I might need to defend my career choice. And um, they're just, you know. But so going in there, I'm always like, hey, this will be good. I need a couple days to just uh, get all the shit out of my system and refocus. And... um, and then, uh, and then after a while, you're like, I do miss it. I like it a lot. I'm addicted. Uh huh. So I gave it a couple of days, and I smoked half the joint one night and half of it the other night, and then I still had a couple more days, and I was like, my mom gave me money, and you know, was like, go do, go pick up my. Dry cleaning. So I bought her flowers. I was going to... I bought myself flowers. I have to buy her flowers. So... Um, but yeah, it's... it's uh, My parents and I have the same lifestyle. They're retired. I'm retarded. So we both just sit around all day and have our pretend phone calls with our pretend friends and the voices in our head. And... Uh... You're just hanging out. It's pretty boring. 
Just like working on email stuff. I do uh, I get in the pool. I hesitate to pool such a delayed gratification thing because you're like, oh, it's cold. Even though the pool is like 80 degrees, you're like, it's cold. And then once you're in there, it's really warm. And then you get out and you're like, I'm cold. And then it's 90 degrees and you're like, actually, I'm fine in two seconds. So, but then you feel all chlorinated and gross and uh, just hanging out, watch movies. We watched, uh, my dad and I watched a bunch of comedy. Just keeping up with what's, uh, what the kids are into. I'm like, here's what Matt Reif is like. Here's what, uh. This Liz Mealy lady, chick, babe, hot, hot. I'm all yawny all of a sudden. Middle of the day. Tomorrow's Thursday. My mom is constantly trying to get me to go through, like, uh, old memories. And my dad wants to have heart-to-heart talks. Um, she pulled out my, my mom pulled out my CD player, my CD collection. And the guest room has like an iPod stereo system. And I was like, well, both of these are outdated. Like even this iPod is like six inches thick. And I, you know, I can play all this with the microchip in my, in my brain from the vaccine. So uh, I remember having a six-disc changer, you know. Had uh, a couple comedy CDs on rotation for the long trips. Study the hell out of those. Um, my dad and I listened to music together. That was kind of fun. He got nominated for the Hall of Fame, and so he was telling us all. He's like, "This is what I. This is the the clip I use for my my thing. I you have to send in sixty seconds. I did sixty years on radio, and they have to send in sixty seconds. And uh, but we were playing music from his recording studio because I was telling him about a lady I met and. I'm like, ah, she's funny and she's pretty, but she likes this band White Snake. Uh, it's kind of a deal breaker. And my dad was like, "Hey, fuck you! If I had half a chance to get laid, I'd listen to some White Snake. That sounds awesome." And uh, so then he just in- insisted on playing White Snake, and then he was like telling everyone the rest of the. He's like, "This is the funniest thing you've ever told me." And he's like telling me the rest of the week, he's like, you gotta make the white snake a thing. And I'm like, oh, I was just like, I don't think audiences would know. I don't know. And it wasn't like a real, is a joke conversation, but it was kind of like my favorite podcast where kids play their dad's rap music and the dad is like, actually, this is pretty cool, but he's selfish and uh, he's dying, so we listened to his music. But it brought back some memories of, like, bands at the house. And, I, you know, it's fun to pull out big, significant events and see if he remembers them. Like, uh, he had a friend over. We are just telling stories about the time he yelled at me and uh, <laughs> the life lessons he gave me. One time I accidentally crashed the lawnmower into a window 
which is an interesting sentence. You're like, was the lawnmower flying through the air? It was underneath the deck. My dad was in the recording studio in the basement, right? And I had the cruise control on, on the lawnmower. Lawnmower needs cruise control. How big is your yard? Your foot gets tired on your lawnmower. But it's like a Tesla where you take your foot off the gas pedal and it stops. But I put the cruise control on and I was just cruising. So I took my foot off the, but I was just resting my foot on the gas pedal and I forgot. This was sober me. Who knew that I'd uh, need marijuana someday? But I slammed into the window and he comes running out. I'm crying. <sighs> ah, I'm crying. It's an accident. He was like, oh, I thought you were going AWOL. <laughs> I don't care if it's an accident. That's okay. It's very, it's cool, Dad. Uh, I'm not turned off by music choice. The White Snake thing, let's clarify in case she accidentally listens to this. That's not, I mean, we can make out to, uh, we can make out to my CD of my, uh, <laughs> my last comedy album. I don't care. I'm, I, that's probably the easiest way for me to maintain this erection. Just have the sound of my voice. I think my hair gives off like a metal chick vibe. There's like a hot lady in Europe who's been sending me dirty messages. And all she wears is like Kiss and Motley Crue t-shirts. My brother is going to Europe and was like looking for a babysitter. I don't think it'll line up with my schedule. And who knows what, you know, Andrew Tate motherfucker I'll have to fight to take her out of, you know, I don't know what country she's in. Europe's just a big, I'm like, you live on the other side of the world? Cool. Everything out there is like five hours. No big deal. <sighs> Gonna be a Yanni podcast. Lil Yanni, not Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty's a rapper. Lil Yanni. But I'm like, hey, in reality, I'm like, uh, if you're more than 15 minutes from me, this is I'm not gonna sit in traffic to to hang out. Uh. But my brother and I have this weird system where we won't talk to each other, but we talk to each other through my parents, which is probably my fault. I'm not I'm not making huge strides to be in. You know, I, it's not that exciting. People are like, "What did you?" I'm like, "I wrote this joke." You can hear it on my podcast if you... I don't recommend it. Just wait until it's good and I'll tell you about it. I'm just uh, taking it all in, you know? Whew. These random hoes can DM me if they want my attention. I'm not going to chase you down. Uh, I'm a reciprocator. Oh, that was the... I think I... I meant to tell this story last week about Zoltan. He's a great comedian. He was in town. And I've known him for 10 years. You just see him around once a year for a while, and then you get invested in their career via Instagram, right? Where you're like, oh, I think he's got some juice. Let me race him. Let me see what he's doing. Let me catch up. Let me... What is he doing that I'm not doing? What do I... I have to make more posters. I have to do... Oh. I will not apologize for a boring podcast. 
But, uh, and now I'm wrong a lot. I'm certainly wrong about how famous I thought I was going to be. So thank you, 12 listeners. This is your fault. Send this to more people. But some people you meet and you just go, you play, you know, you friend zone people. You, you meet people. We do it all the time. We go, that person's not worth ever talking to again. Even if they have the same genitalia. And even if that's what you're interested in, you just go, you just put them in categories like maybe, or, uh, well, you know, who knows? <laughs> Let's see how my marriage goes. <laughs> Let's see. Uh... And then you wake up next to her and you're like, oh, that was a poor choice. You know, it's, you see her in the morning and you go, oh, think you're someone else's problem. Um, but Zoltan, he was at this comedy festival that he ended up winning. And, um, you know, everyone thinks that they're doing better than, than, and certainly you want everyone to appear that you're, but even when he won and it was like $5,000, he's like, oh man, I just had a hundred colleges scheduled. So this will help me pay for the plane tickets. And it was like, oh yeah, he was, he was going to be up against it. I mean, you certainly get paid enough to travel and to, you know, take a little bit home for college gigs, but you got to put that money up in advance and maybe say a bad word at a thing or maybe the college books you at a, um, <laughs> maybe they book you at a dance party on accident and you're like, fuck, I didn't know. I should have known that this was going to, and then they don't pay you and they're like, this was our, we shouldn't have booked you for this. That we got paid for our dance party show. But I'm just saying, you know, I've heard of stories where Dustin Nickerson has a good one where they go, D's, and he's like, D's, and they go, D's nuts. And he was like, you know what? <laughs> it's only been 20 minutes, but I'm out of here, you know. I just don't I just don't need this. That's the goal to get to get you know, to just be up there and go, you know what? You guys win today. Oh, she didn't take the uh, house cleaner. Didn't take some of the dishes down. Um, uh, what was it? Zoltan at the thing. I used to have a, a comedy notebook. He was just very nice. I had a comedy notebook, a physical notebook, instead of putting everything in my phone. And... Uh, and it came with a pen that, like, there was a rope on the cover, and it was, like, a pen on one side and a highlighter on the other, but there was a plastic cover on the highlighter. So you sniff the highlighter, think of the funny jokes, write them down in your notebook, and then highlight the good ones when you're sober, right? Joking. Don't do drugs, kids. But anyway, the cap came off the highlighter, and I didn't notice for a while, and I had just been highlighting my shirt on accident, standing in a circle of comedians, bullshitting for 10 minutes and accidentally rubbing highlighter all over my shirt. And Zoltan was the first guy to say something. He couldn't have been the first guy to notice. That's my theory, is that? But he also didn't do it in a dickish way. No one else really said anything that I remember. No one was like, fucking nerd. He just kind of laughed, and then two minutes later, we moved on. Nobody roasted me. Nobody tried to hurt my feelings. and that, But I, I was like, that's a nice guy. Anyway, he went, on, he went on to get very funny. 
and he's doing great and he's uh, selling tickets without a ton of effort, which is a new level where he's like, I'm just showing up and if you tell people I'm there, then they'll show up. And I'm running a high effort operation where I, he just shows up and people, I'm, I'm begging, I'm making TikToks, I'm dancing on a billboard on a street, I'm, uh, you know. But he was at laughs, and I'm at Tacoma, and I go, ah, oh, I hit, I hit him up like, hey, have a great week. I wish I could make a show, but I'm across town. And he goes, well, how far is across town? Like, you can come by and grab a beer if you want after. And I was like, oh. Well, that's nice. Like, I think I was offering him an olive branch to decline a social thing. And I was like, well, fuck it. You know, I'll drive an hour after my show because it's halfway home. I would drive past my home to go hang out. But it's not like a an hour in the opposite direction where it's like, oh, I got to drive. And then I got to drive two hours back home. Like, that's ah, just 20 minutes back home. And a uh, good thing because I'll be drinking. And uh, I thought, well, I'll make it there and he'll have five minutes left in his set. But we'll have a beer. It'll be good to see the guy. And he ends up going long. I end up watching 30 minutes. He kills it. We grab a beer. And then this lady comes up and says, oh, my gosh, great show. You guys. She doesn't say you guys were awesome. But she says, you're awesome. Blah, blah. And then she goes, I bought you guys a shot. She bought both of us a shot. And uh, I just thought that was a funny gesture, right? To to think what went through her mind, like, I want to buy Zoltan a shot, but I don't want to be a dick and not buy one for, his, for the homeless guy he's sitting with. It's really, uh, you know, you can see why he's a clean comedian because he's, He's uh, mentoring the troubled youth. She had no idea who she didn't say. I know you're a comic. She didn't say anything. She just she didn't come up and ask like, hey, do you guys I'm going to buy a shot. Do you want one? I didn't want to leave you out. And I would have said, oh, no, come on. I was trying to just have one beer anyway and drive home. But I was very nice to buy a, a, to just. I almost wanted to turn it down, but then I was like, I'm not an asshole, you know? But I wonder what's, how many people, if, if Zoltan was sitting there with eight people, would she be like, around on me, shots for everybody? <laughs> or would she wait till he goes to the bathroom and then go, hey, I wanted to buy you a drink, but I didn't want to buy 18 people a drink. You know, how many, how cool do you have to be to get someone to buy the whole posse? Or maybe the bar just gives it to us for free. But, uh, very, very sweet. And then, um, and then and I f drove home fine. I was totally, I was so confused on the math, right? Because I had the two beers the next night and I felt like I was like, oh man, I, I maybe I got roofied. And, um, and then, but I had the beer and the shot, and I was like, I could have done backflips, you know? I was totally fine. But I thought, this shot's got to be stronger. Maybe the beer was, this girl was trying to convince me, like, IPAs are stronger, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I ain't, I nothing. But Bowers, Chris Bowers, has used to have a joke 
about keeping a roofie on him to roofie himself. He's, if he's ever in trouble, he can be like, it's not my fault. Someone put something in my drink. And I'm always kind of like, would that work? <laughs> let's say you don't roofie yourself for the sake of the crime, you know. But let's say you have a drink at a party and you're like, hey, sketch vibes. I'm going to bounce. But then you halfway home, you start swerving, you get pulled over, and you, do you still get a DUI? Like, because you can get a DUI if they bl if you blow under still. But that's my DUI story. I got pulled over for a. I was leaving a bar with a girl. I blew a point zero four, and I'm pretty sure I only had like one or two drink. I mean, I definitely only had a little bit because I. But I remember being so nervous and talking to the cops like. Well, I was making out with that girl. Would her alcohol be on my breath? And maybe that means more. And they're like, you're an idiot. Stop trying to make excuses. I passed all her tests. They, they're like, we think you're intoxicated. You're going to have to take the, the you're going to. I'm like, I just don't want to do the blow because I know that's inaccurate. And then I did point zero four, And then they let me park at a Denny's. And at the time, I thought, like, guys, these guys are being dicks. But later, the lawyer was like, they were actually being very nice. That's the kind of dude I am. If you're like, I want to hang out. If you show me you actually care, I'm all about it. You know, just meet me halfway. But my parents like, oh, did Keith tell you? Oh, he was looking about, he, he was going to have this or he was going to. And I'm like, I don't know. Call me. They, they, he's going to Europe and he asked us to babysit. I'm like, hey, I know a, a, a sex slave out there that I could try to rescue from. From uh, I have a very particular set of skills, and I need my cell phone for every single one of them. But they then they call without even me mentioning it. I go, oh, I I could, I mean, I could do it, but they'd have to. He'd have to want me to, you know. I gotta. I'm not gonna fly myself on a vacation and then spend my vacation looking after your kids. That's not fun for anybody. But they go. But then they call Keith and they go, hey, Andrew said he'd do it if you buy. And then he's like, I can't even afford that. And I'm like, I didn't stop making it sound like I'm asking for a trip. Like, you know. It's all in your head, Andrew. No one cares. But they, uh, my parents are, uh, you know, they're very nervous about money. They have a money guy, which is smart. It's not nervous. They're just... You know, my mom used to argue. My mom was like, I'm Polish. And that was her excuse for everything. But uh, but anyway, they've done well. You know, I don't want to give away company secrets here. But uh, if, if your face was on a billboard, I'd assume you saved some cash over the years. So like smart, rich people, my parents pay someone to watch the money. And they're really good at it. He, I have an account. I don't know anything about it. Every once in a while, I sign some shit. And the guy calls me up. Hey, this is a thing you can't touch for 20 years. And I'm like, whatever you say, boss. But I know what things... I don't know. I know what things cost. I know what my house costs. I wouldn't be able to afford it. I wouldn't be able to buy another one. My parents keep going like, you know, we very open and we talk about money and my parents are like you have more cash than your brother does 
you're doing way better with your money. You're very careful. You're you're the opposite of us. We like to move around every couple of years. Keith likes to move around every couple of years. I'm like, well, he can. If I'm, I'm I'm like scraping by in my mind. I think we've, this been a numerous podcast topic, but like everyone's fine until like a tree falls on your car or like uh, you break a leg or like. I'm going to have to have surgery on this hip someday, and that's going to be like, I'm just going to be sitting around eating pain meds. I'm not going to be able to get on stage. Well, it never stopped most celebrities, but come on, folks. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My paychecks only have three or four zeros. Like, my yearly income is 100000 but that's what he, that's what Keith makes per project. So I'm like, we're on diff- if I knew my next paycheck was $100,000, I might cut it a little closer to the vest. Um, you know, if I went from 100000 to 10000 in a year, it, it would be some issues. But anyway, I hate talking. I hate, I, I, uh. <laughs> I'm back home from rehab. It went well. I've got shows this week. Bremerton, Saturday. That's probably going to sell out. We're at like 75 out of 100 tickets or something. That's usually the, uh, usually the, uh, usually how it goes. But anyway, it's very important that you come to the show. Um, Kelly Collette is uh, in town. She's coming to town and she booked, she, she got booked at some other things, and so I said, "All right, I'll if you don't, I'll just set up a show because that's what I can do, and then uh, that'll give you another gig." And you know, I gotta carry everyone's career over here. Nobody, everyone, everyone needs me, but they don't want to thank me. Oh yeah, just uh. <laughs> Hey, I'm coming to town. Can you make some work appear out of thin air for me? Sure, I can do that. No problem. But anyway, August, it doesn't, those shows, it doesn't matter. August 4th and 5th, Capitol Hill Comedy Bar. I'm taping my next comedy special there. And God damn it, if I can't sell a few tickets in my hometown, I don't know what's wrong with the world. August 4th and 5th, Capitol Hill Comedy Bar. Tickets online on Facebook. Capitol Hill, you're telling me I got more fans in Enumclaw than in Capitol Hill? Am I not hip to this new generation? Don't answer that. Tickets are $5. Tickets are $5 if you buy way in advance. Before July. Uh, promo code Matt Reif. Pro- promo code. Promo code tits. Gets you $5 off and then, uh, but they will be $5 from now until July. So if you, if you don't have commitment issues, please buy tickets to that show. Cause that's the one I'm really going to be nervous about that. I'm very excited to film this special and I'm trying to make it special. I really want it to be a special evening. 
And when I talked to you, was kind of worried about Brent, but we're doing it at a venue he's really familiar with. He's shot a bunch of stuff there. The interior looks amazing. Sam Miller, shout out to Sam Miller. He put out a bunch of clips from the grand opening show. He's crushing it. Good to see. He had an amazing set, despite people talking the whole time. I was really worried. But, uh, sweet fella. He told me, gentle giant, he told me he was nervous to perform in front of me with me in the crowd. And I was like, that's a sweet sentence from a drug addict. You should have been afraid of needles like a normal person. But, uh, all the trusted advisors in my head seem to agree Brent is the best option. And I think we all, you know, we're just going to spend some real cheddar on it because, um, the jokes are really fucking good. And I think we can make something happen. I worked my ass off on these last two years to write just an incredible set of jokes. And so you just can't half-ass it. Real life is the audition for the internet. Um, I wrote some uh, rap jokes, right? And the, one of the opening setup jokes is like, oh, I like rap music because I live in Tukwila. I'm falling asleep to gunshots and sirens every night anyway. I'd rather do it on my terms. And I wonder, do I change the city to Seattle for the wider audience? And will that make the joke now work? But I think saying Tukwila is better, people maybe will go, where the fuck is that? Where's Tukwila? What's, what's, what is a Tukwila? And native people will be like, white devil didn't pronounce it right. You know, you start a fight in the comments that can help the video. Or someone's like, oh, my cousin's from Burien, 206, represent, I don't know, whatever. I think I've settled on, like, the priority is just getting the jokes to work in person because that's what we're filming. We're filming this moment in time. So who cares if the online people don't get it? I just don't want random people flying into town expecting to just stay with me, you know? They go, oh, you live in Tukwila. Dude, let me crash on your couch. Uh... I heard you just booked me on gigs. <laughs> Speaking of which, our dear friend, dear friend Kelly Collette, coming back into town, and I uh, probably uh, gab too much about her issues on here, and I do not apologize, but what do you want? I gab about everybody. That's I get away. I can get away with it because I know nobody listens. 17 more emails. None of them are tickets. Um, I mean, I talk about my brother's money. I'm talking about my money. I'm talking about my deepest, darkest fears. And then I go on here and talk about something that's none of my business and none of anybody. It's fine. But I, that, you know, happens to the best. But the president's giving away nuclear secrets as reading material in the bathroom. I know, I know toilet piper was toilet piper toilet. I know toilet paper was uh, tough to find during the pandemic, but you didn't have to literally wipe your ass with the Constitution. Wacko, bazinga! <laughs> but anyway, it's so funny. Last time Kelly's in town, I send her a screenshot of the map. I go, hey, this is, I circle a bunch of, I find a hotel in this area, that's the best, or you can stay at my place, no problem. And then she's like, can I please stay with you? I'm trying to save some money. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then we locked out because Katie happened to come and get a two-bedroom apartment, and that was a, a good, that was a much better choice. And uh, 
But then now, and then this time she's like, oh, I just got a hotel by the airport. I go, hey, it's okay. I, sorry, my couches suck. And, and then she's like, don't be mad. And I'm like, I'm not. I didn't say I was mad. I'm not offended. I'm not. This is good. Like, get a hotel. It's not comfortable to crash. They're bad couches. They're not sleeping couches. Plus, you know, she kept, she's like trying to be hot on stage. More emails that are not ticket selling. She's like, I don't, I don't start dressing hotter on stage. I think she's like, <laughs> she's in her last few years of looking hot. So she's got to, she's got to do something with it. And I said, no, it's great. Get a, you know, get a hotel. I can't imagine the amount of body tape and concealer and all the grunting, the noises that you make squeezing into those tight, tight outfits. It'd be disgusting. Please don't do it in my living room. And she kept doing that, like, don't be mad. And I was like, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, shut up and just yes and the bit. Like, stop trying to have serious conversations. I didn't say that. I just stopped responding. I'm like, logically, yeah, it makes be- way, like it makes better sense. Like, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, if money's not a concern, like, buy a hotel, like, absolutely. Get away from, you know, me uh, yelling uh, a lover, you know, I might go sleepwalking and, uh, and I get it, you know, I think, I think her husband thinks we're banging. I think people, I think people seem to think that we're lovers. I guess I'm just so handsome and charismatic that people assume I'd have a hot wife, and I get it. I get it. She doesn't want to stay over. I mean, with my shirt off, Matt Reif and I look amazingly alike, and after one White Claw, who knows what could happen? Why risk temptation? Play it safe. Get the hotel. People, like, we go out to a thing and people go, oh, yeah. People treat us like a couple, I feel like. I think I talked about that when we were, like, she was, I was on her shows and people kept being like, who's the guy in all your stories? And it's like, all right. Let's calm down here. There's no, uh, <laughs> you know... A lot of people don't know this, but Kelly's actually bisexual, meaning she only gets sexual if you buy her things. Purses and flights and Botox. <sighs> Have you seen Kelly? She is sexy and 38, okay? I can't afford a woman like that. I, I don't know what her, what her monthly Botox budget is. I don't know what her uh, Botox budget, is that alliteration? I'm a comedian. I'm performing in Bremerton. It's not going well. Right? I mean, it's going fine. I don't need to go fund me. My bills are paid, but there's a reason I have a roommate and not a cat. Like, I should learn to take care of one pussy at a time. Dating is expensive. Women are taxing. Okay? I cannot afford it. Uh, I think I talked about Kelly a little bit in the friend zone bit. I was telling her, I was like, I have a joke about, I have some jokes about you. And she's like, what? Tell me. And I'm like, I, they're not finished. You can't just, I should, I should, it's a secret. I should have not, I shouldn't have given it all away. I can't help, my, I can't help myself. I can't, don't ever tell me a secret. Literally, I will tell you, I will tell everybody I know. 
And um, you've been warned, okay? Can't keep my mouth shut. But um, it ended up being like the same joke as something Corey was doing. Like, uh, that's kind of a bummer. And I had a, you know, when it's too easy, sometimes you write a joke and it's like a shoe. It's like a glove that just fits perfectly the first time. You're like, this, uh, this, this is someone else's. I feel like this is too easy. It's like when a girl gives it up on the first night, you're like, this never happens. What's, who paid you? What's, what's wrong with you? Come on. But the benefits of being in the friend zone are immense. It's like, uh. That's why I like hitting on confident women because they'll tell you no immediately. They're like, bad dog. And you're like, oh, sorry, whatever you want. But I think if I change the punchline to like, well, I'll do the bit again so you don't have to piece it together. Like, they're like, you get up close opposition research. I'm like Jane Goodall living with chimps, just taking notes in the corner. I invited a girl to stay over one time and she was like, ah, you wouldn't want me you wouldn't want that. I get all gassy at night. And I was, she goes, a girl needs her place. To, girl needs a place to fart. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And then I was like, wait a second, girls, like, like, ah, fuck. How does this go? How did I write the joke? Uh, one time I invited a girl to stay the night, and she goes, oh, you wouldn't want that. I get real gassy at night. Yeah. A girl needs her place to fart. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually... I have to get up early for homework. It's fine. My couch doesn't pull out. Neither do I. You should leave. And then I woke up six months later in the middle of the night in a cold sweat like a detective that solved a case. And I realized, wait a second, girls don't fart. And then I, she got me. Oh, damn, it's a good line. I got to write that down. And now, whenever I have a girl over and I don't want her to stay, I'm like, hey, I don't know if you should say that Chipotle I had is not sitting right. I might get a little gassy. But then it backfires because the girl's like, oh, me too. I don't care. Um, I think Kelly's husband thinks we're having an affair. I tried. She's not interested. But even cashiers and like random people and it's a compliment. We're not banging, but she's annoying me and costs me money to be here. So it's basically like I am married to her. That's pretty funny. Botox budget. Bremerton. It's not, I have a roommate. I can't, me, dating is expensive. Women are taxing. Look, I could never break up a happy home. But if that home's not happy, I'd consider it. If she's not getting something from her relationship and she sees that in me and I don't give it to her, I'm just as bad as that guy. And yes, cheating is wrong, but someone has to inspire the next Taylor Swift album. I'm trying to tell you, fellas, pay attention to your girlfriend. Otherwise, she's going to let tarot cards make decisions for her. If I see a rose quartz or a healing crystal on an Instagram story, I'm moving in. Something like that. But anyway, Kelly used the gassy line on me like three times. Not that it was like, not like... Hey, you should stay over, baby. I was like, hey, comedy doesn't pay. And <laughs> if you buy a hotel, I'm going to feel bad about only paying you $12 to do the show. But now I'm going to have to pay you 100 bucks because I'll be like, well, you bought the thing and you used points and you know, it's a whole thing. And you, 
your husband needs you to FaceTime him six times in the middle of the night to prove that whatever. He should be intimidated by me. I mean, look at me. Uh, every night I go on stage and do 30 minutes of jokes about how nobody will fuck me. So, um, you know. And then I do jokes about how the women I do fuck are annoying and they they listen to White Snake. Oh. But, um, you know, you got to write a joke. You're just writing jokes. It's, don't take it personal. Even the joke about her is not, you know, it's not. Can we just, can we just be comedians? <laughs> I forget that other people have real feelings. That's the problem is I don't, you know, I'm not, uh. I don't care about anything, really. I don't feel, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah, Kelly, gassy. Kelly's real gassy. I'm not supposed to say that on the uh, podcast, but I think maybe that, you know, I have all these other bits that are sort of floating around. They're loose about, like, I stare at women in the pussy because the, they catch me. They think I'm just staring at the ground. Uh, here's something that tickled me, actually. This will be fun to talk about. I didn't mention already, because by the time I'm, uh, 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 what am I talking about? Here's, I was gonna, um, I started watching this movie Big on the airplane in honor of, uh, my friend Zoltan, Zoltar. Zoltar the Zoltan. And, uh, uh, Tom Hanks, right? The, the guy grows up accidentally, becomes, uh, 70 years old, does, you know, Benjamin Button, whatever. But I do some jokes about, right, living in Tukwila. I like rap music because I hear the gunshots. Right, 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 right. In the movie, he rents a shady hotel in a bad neighborhood, and, and he's like, fi- there's like fighting in the hallway, and the, the, they're like, oh, it's, you know, what the, what the city's turning back into, right? <sighs> People want to bring the 80s back. That's okay with me. That's where they made me at. Except I don't write in the walls. I write my name in the history, book, history books, hustling in the halls. Except I don't write in the walls. I write my name in the history books from hustling in the hall. Nah, I don't spin in my head. I spend them so I can get that bread. So, I don't know. Anyway, Zoltar, Zoltan, and uh, the movie Big. He's in this shitty motel, and then he's watching cowboys and Indians shoot each other on TV, and it's gunshots, and it's loud. And then he turns it off, and then he hears gunshots on the streets, or the this, this sounds are the same. And I was like, that's my joke. That's the same joke I made. They, I didn't steal the joke. They didn't steal the joke. The movie's made in 1982. I I hadn't seen it in 47 years, but, you know, I just thought it was silly. Like, uh, I think I'm being so clever. And then, and then, yeah, I'm like, well, it turns out there are no new ideas. The allure of my fun new joke sort of dulled. It's, I'll still do the joke on the special. I mean, I obviously didn't steal it. I haven't seen the movie since 1942. And me and Columbus were... Sailing the ocean blue. That's the problem with rhymes. Is there's a lot of things that rhyme with blue. Blue Was it 1852? Was it 1922? Was it 2002? Columbus sailed the ocean blue. 
I didn't steal from the movie Big. I just want to put that. I have a video of me doing the joke. I know when I saw the movie. I mean, you know, no one's going to remember that anyway. But anyway, the airline movies, the uh, airline uh, service, better movies than Netflix. And um, being John Malkovich, solid. I was trying to do some reference to that. I didn't end up doing the actual reference to the movie name, but I was trying to steal that <laughs> for the grand opening where I'm like, George Carlin's looking at me disappointed, but uh, some of the movies are pretty good. In fact, that's what I'm going to do now. Go watch a movie. Uh, the topics, the future topics, I want to talk about pillow talking. And I want to talk about how I like to play bird sounds when I see I see birds chilling, and I just start YouTubing bird sounds just to see what they do and see if they care. So look forward to those topics. As always, get tickets to the special recording. Yeah, I don't care if you never leave the house. This is the show you want to leave the house for. You will be immortalized. August 4th and 5th. It's your fault for listening. My name is Andrew Rivers. Goodbye.